0: You know, it's Thanksgiving coming up, and so it seems like a kind of a cliche thing, but today I'm gonna to be talking about giving thanks. I call it thanks a lot. Every day is Thanksgiving. And talking about a principle that I think can radically transform your life. And I'm not I, I'm not overstating it to say this, that that I really believe that the principle in this this one particular verse in the Bible, this little passage can legitimately change your whole existence and your whole attitude and many other things. So if you would, if you have a Bible or your phone, if you would turn to 1 Thessalonians 5, and I just want to say this, you know, uh, a lot of times if if you're a mature Christian or you've been a Christian for any length of time, you hear a verse um, and then someone starts to talk about it and you're like, oh yeah, I've heard that one you know, you kind of shut down, like, oh, yeah, I've heard that one. No, you haven't, because you've never been in this season of your life, and the Word of God is living and active, and it can transform you. How many of you have had an experience like that in your life, where you read a verse, and it, the trajectory of your life changes? I mean, it's it's amazing. It's the Word of God, and no matter if you've heard a verse over and over and over, and this is probably one of those verses, it's kind of... Um, what they call a coffee mug verse, you know, they print it on coffee mugs because it's such an encouraging verse. And so, I'm hoping that you're encouraged, but I also want you to see the deeper truths of what God's word is saying here. So, um, it is First Thessalonians 5, starting with verse 16. It says, "Always be joyful." Can you repeat that back to me? Always be joyful. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So now I know you've heard this one, but, but today we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to go a little bit beneath the surface and really talk about this. Um, the way that, that I First memorized, this one was out of the NIV. The, this version that I read was the New Living Translation, which is kind of... I try to change my translation every year so that it never gets, you know, kind of like, oh, yeah, again, like uh, I've read this one. It becomes fresh. I would recommend if you... If you um, if your Bible reading is kind of stale right now, maybe with the first of the year, start with a new translation. It really does make a difference. But um, But I for many years read the NIV, the New International Version. And this particular passage, it was, um, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I homeschooled my kids. And so one of the, one of the things that we did a lot was we did a lot of music. We did singing. And I wrote several songs um, out of the Bible, just, uh, you know, little verses, really lame Lame melodies. I mean, they were you know nothing special. But um, we we actually made a cassette out of all of the songs, um, and we handed it out for presents. And my kids were mortified, and they still haven't forgiven me, I don't think. But but the song was "Give Thanks in All Circumstances," for this is God's will for you. Give thanks, sing it with me, all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Anyway, th- this was, a, this was a, a bestseller on top 100 right beneath Kanye. Um, but it says in the Amplified, it says, in every situation, no matter what the circumstance, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Here's a new version I had never heard of before. We're really blessed. In the English language, we have so many versions. This one is called the easy translation. It says, whatever may happen to you, continue to thank God. God wants you to do that because you belong to Christ Jesus. That's the easy translation. And then the the last one that I have is um, the passion translation, which is, I think, Ule's favorite. It says, in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is the perfect, God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. So today we're going to be talking about this particular passage. And the first thing is the principle of giving thanks. Even in the world, you know, this is a, uh, or I mean in non-Christian arenas, they talk a lot about the benefits of having an attitude of gratitude. They talk about the health benefits. They talk about all kinds of things. And I read an article in Psychology Today by a psychologist named Amy Morin. She talked about the seven benefits of giving thanks or of being thankful. The first one she cited was physical health. There have been studies that have been done that say that when people are grateful and when they express gratitude, they tend to be physically healthy, more healthy. And I'm sure it has to do with endorphins and all kinds of things like that. You could probably ask our resident... Chemist, he'd probably be able to tell you, but there have been studies done that have proven that people who t- who are more positive and more grateful tend to be healthier. The second thing is it can improve your psychological health. So you know, one of the things that that we struggle with in our culture and our society is depression and anxiety and all of these things. But one of the things, and I'm not, I'm not diminishing that at all but one thing that can really counter if you start to kind of go south is to start to give thanks to start to be thankful john maxwell says if if um if the nose of an airplane points up the airplane will go what direction okay. and if the nose of the airplane points down it will go yeah. it's the same thing with our attitude if you have an attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude a lot of times your your attitude will change You're you know if you're grateful It'll, it will help you to kind of come out of that funk. The third thing um, that giving thanks does is it enhances our empathy and it reduces our aggression. Utah drivers. <laughs> Need to be giving a little more thanks around here. It, it enhances your empathy and it reduces aggression. Giving thanks. It improves your sleep, helps your self-esteem, increases your mental strength again there have been studies that have been done on people who are grateful people who tend to be positive and grateful and they are actually more mentally acute so it can help a lot of things and lastly it can help improve your relationships I mean if you're around somebody that's always grumbling and complaining it tends to after a while it's like oh it gets, it you know can tend to bring you down right But if you're around somebody who's like the glass is always half full, it can tend to help bring hope to you. And so that serves to have healthy relationships. But the most important thing that I find is that giving thanks can help us to understand God's will in our lives. It can, it can provide an opportunity for us to draw closer to God and to really understand Him. And that's the thing that really sets us apart from people who don't have the Spirit of the Lord, is that, you know, they can be thankful. But I, I kind of always laugh, you know, when, um, when they talk about, be thankful during the holidays. I'm always kind of wondering, who are they thanking? Right? Don't you wonder? like the universe, I'm thanking the universe, or I'm thanking the mountains. I don't know, the mountains are probably not gonna respond, but hopefully they won't. Um, but don't you don't you kinda wonder, people that don't know God and they don't know the spirit of God, who they're thanking? I mean, they're probably thanking each other, I hope, but we have the secret, it's a secret of giving thanks to God, that is his will. Um, I've told this story before, but um, my general super or my supervisor, uh, he was a pastor, and he said that there was a woman in his congregation who had a terminal illness, and they had a prayer. Um, they had people come forward for prayer one Sunday, and this was like two weeks before Thanksgiving, and this woman came forward for prayer. And then one of the pastors of the church who had the gift of word of knowledge, which just simply means that you you know and understand something that you could only understand by the Spirit of God. And so this pastor prayed for her and said, you will be healed by Thanksgiving. And so this woman was so excited. Well, then Thanksgiving came and went, and she still wasn't any better. So she was really discouraged. She was really frustrated. And so she didn't go to church the next Sunday because she was just too upset and too angry about it. Well, she went to church the next week after that, still sick, but she suddenly she she decided that she was going to be thankful. She was just going to give thanks, and she got healed. So she realized at that time that the word that she got, you will be healed by thanksgiving. You'll be healed by giving thanks, by thanksgiving. It wasn't the date. It was she would be healed by giving thanks. Amen? And you know that, that one scripture that talks about um, laughter is good medicine or a cheerful heart do- doeth one, whatever. I don't know, the King James. <laughs> but it says, you know, that, that it's, it's actually healing to laugh. So I just want to encourage you as we're in cold and flu season, if you tend to be sick and, you're, and you're, you have to stay in bed, don't go to the you know, crime shows or the horror shows or whatever. Watch something that makes you laugh because laughter actually can bring healing to us. I'm sure it has to do with oxygenation and endorphins and all of those things, but, but the Bible has answers for literally everything. And when it talks about you'll be healed... We're called to give thanks in all circumstances. And isn't it hard sometimes to give thanks when things are just not going well? That's why I think this passage has to say, in all circumstances. That's our next section. Give thanks in all circumstances. It's so much easier to do when things are going well. One of my favorite passages in the, in the New Testament is Philippians 4. It's actually my, one of my life verses. And it says, Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. I, wait, what? <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord Anybody convicted besides me? Rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again. We need to hear it again. Rejoice. Go back to your joy. Go back to the joy of your salvation. Go back to the things that really matter. Rejoy. Rejoice. 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 And this is, this means like to proclaim it, to speak it out and to praise and to, and to have the attitude behind it, rejoice. And it says, let your gentleness be evident to all this. The word gentleness isn't, isn't a really, um, it's not a complete enough definition. What this means is, I think the best way to encapsulate it is let everyone around you know that you're for them. Let everyone around you know that you care about them. Let everyone, even when you're behind the wheel of your car. hmm I know. That's the closest I come to losing my salvation. Or when they cancel my flight. <laughs> not that I think you can. But anyway, the Lord is near. It says the Lord is near. He's not only near in spirit, but he's coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon. So it's saying, let your gentleness, let your, let your kindness, let your compassion, let your empathy be evident to everybody. Let everybody see that you have the spirit of, of the God who loves them and who died for them. It says, don't be, do not be anxious about anything. There's a lot of absolutes in this passage. Do not be anxious about anything. Anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with what? Present your request to God. So it says here, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. So what do we do when everything's going great? Let me hear it again. What do we do when um, we meet, if you're single, you meet, yeah, definitely if you're single, and you meet that person. What do we do? What do we do when we pay our mortgage off? What do we do when we're reconciled with a friend who's, who's been off for a long time and, and they come back and now we're friends again? What do we do? Right? Don't we? What do we do when we get a raise? What do we do when just life is just so sweet? Wow, you guys are not very rejoiceful. <laughs> Let me hear you rejoice that's what we're that's what we're we're called to do that i'm not asking what do you actually do i'm asking what does the bible say you should do when these things happen so what do you do when you get fired yes what do you do when your car breaks down what do you do when your boyfriend breaks up with you yes (sighs) okay (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) What do you do when your best friend betrays you? Okay, now what we need to understand here, it's not, because this was really confusing for me at first, because you're like, wait, you don't give thanks because of the circumstances. In other words, you don't say, God, thank you so much that my car broke down, but you say, Lord, thank you that you know all things. God, thank you that you are always faithful. Thank you that you always provide, even when I don't understand how or where it's coming from. Or you say, Lord, I know my best friend betrayed me, and I don't understand it, and my heart is broken. But, Lord, I know that you are good. I know you are a God of reconciliation, and my hope is in you. You see the difference? You don't, you're not happy about these things, or, or if if you lose your spouse. I mean, I can say this because I've lived it. You know, even, even though I was in the midst of the darkest period of my entire life, I was looking for ways that I could be grateful to God. I was looking for things that I could say thank you for. And, and honestly, y'all, some days it was, it was hard to find things but I know that those are the best days when you can just, even in the midst of that storm, you can still look to him and say, thank you, because I know you are good. It says here that if you, if you by prayer and petition, which means you pray about it and you ask, you make a request. It says, it says with thanksgiving, So you have this attitude of giving thanks while you make your request. Not an attitude of entitlement or demanding, but just, God, you know all things, you know what I need even before I ask. This is my request. This is what I'm asking for. And it says, if you present your request to God, then what will happen is that the peace of God that goes beyond our understanding, it transcends what we can we can understand and grasp with our finite minds. It says the peace of God that transcends all understanding. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, our um, we have a new general, or I mean, a new president of Foursquare. We're part of an interdenominational organization, which means that we have structure and form and organiz- and 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 uh, you know a covering. It's a larger organization but we're also very inclusive of all Bible-believing Christians. We, all, we believe that we express ourselves in different ways. So we are part of Foursquare, and we have a new president, and he's been going around to all the different uh, districts, and he's been bringing this particular message. And one thing he said, he said, you know, it, this is a command. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And he said, but we don't take it seriously, we think, you know, you, you, you listen to the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shalt not steal. You shouldn't steal. And you're kind of like, yeah, that makes sense, right? It says you shouldn't commit adultery. That makes sense, right? It says that you shouldn't murder anybody, right? And we believe that. And we think, yeah, that's, that's, that's true, But then when we see a commandment like this, it says rejoice in the Lord always. In all circumstances, give thanks in all circumstances. We don't take that seriously. We're like, that would be like saying, you expect me to go the rest of my life without murdering anybody? Really? You obviously don't know my husband, right? You would never say something like that. But here it says, rejoice in the Lord. Give thanks in all circumstances. And we don't really see it as something that he's saying. No, really, you should do this. And it's not because God's insecure. It's not because God needs us. God doesn't have any needs. He is self-contained. He is complete. But it's because it changes us. That's why he wants us to give thanks. Because it benefits us. It helps us to understand him more. It helps us to understand his will and his ways. And that's, that's where I heard this, um, you know, the, the first verse that starts out, or the second verse, and it says, don't ever stop praying. It says, pray continually that we should always be talking to the Lord, and not in a weird religious way, but just like this ongoing conversation in your mind. If you're sleepless, you know, just, just lay there and talk to the Lord, you know, Pour out your heart to him. Pour out your praise to him. You know, it's healing. It's healing to your bones. There are physical benefits from giving praise to God. And I heard this one pastor say, all of our prayers should start with the word and. Isn't that good? Because it should just be this ongoing dialogue. Lord, I just thank you so much for all the things that you're doing. And then you go, and Lord, I want to say that I'm, I'm so... I'm so concerned about this situation, and i just I just want to let you know god i'm I'm worried about my son or I'm worried about my cousin or something oh and Lord, I want you to, you know to just have this ongoing conversation. you can do it as you're driving, you can do it as you're as you're cleaning your house if you ever clean your house <laughs> you can do it at any time, you know there's not like this you don't have to be with your Your head bowed and your eyes closed and your hands folded. As a matter of fact, when Jesus prayed, it says that he lifted up his eyes. He looked up. He didn't bow his head and fold his hands. I don't know where we came up with that. We're supposed to look up, lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the creator of heavens and earth. That's when you let your request be made known. God, you know my heart is burdened over this, God. I'm concerned, I'm burdened for this. Lord, I give this to you. Let my request be made known. Lord, I just pray that you would heal that marriage or Lord, that you would draw that person to yourself or or Lord, that you would provide for my financial needs or whatever. Incidentally, whenever I go through financial struggles, I always say, Lord, this is your money. You can choose to use it however you want. However, if you want me to spend $3,000 to get a new furnace, that's on you. Right? Right? It's God's money. He is the one who provides. Or sometimes, I mean, he always provides, but it's not always what we, what we want. Sometimes it's just he provides what we need. Amen? This is God's will. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. There are two types of God's will. There's God's revealed will, which we find in the Bible. And then there's God's hidden or concealed or mysterious will. This is a revealed part of his will. It is his will that we give thanks in all circumstances. How many of us are in God's will? Do we give thanks in all circumstances? See, this is the thing. If we, if we do make this a habit, we will be healthier, we will be happier, we'll have better relationships, and we will draw closer to, to the Lord because we will come to understand him more. Psalm 136.1, this is why we give thanks. We give thanks to the Lord. Why? We give thanks to the Lord for he is Good. Can you say that? He is good. good. It says his faithful love endures forever. Kelly did a great sermon on this a few weeks back. It's so good. That's why we give thanks, because he's so good. He is for us, he is for you. Everything he does is for your benefit, even when you don't understand it, even when it's his mysterious, hidden, and concealed will. He is always working on your behalf, doing something, building your character. Sometimes that's all you can thank him for. Lord, I know you're doing something. I don't see it, but Lord, I trust. I trust because you are good. He does all things well. The opposite of thanksgiving, the opposite of praise, the opposite of giving thanks is complaining or whining or Doubting or mischaracterizing God. That's the opposite of giving praise. He's called us to give him praise, give him thanks in all circumstances. And again, it just comes down to trust. Um, there's There's a scripture in Psalm 9, 1. It says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. Can we read this together? I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. You can continue. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High.